1: My name is Polly Hammond, and you are listening to Uncorked, the Italian wine podcast series about all things marketing and communication. Join me each week for candid conversations with experts from within and beyond the wine world as we explore what it takes to build a profitable business in today's constantly shifting environment. This week, we welcome Chinadu Rosa, founder of Vines by Rosa and co-founder of the upcoming Bordeaux Mentor Week. Tenedu is one of the very first certified wine experts in Nigeria, and has channeled her over 20 years of wine expertise into helping European wine brands embrace and navigate the West African markets. But even more, she's bringing her Nigerian heritage to her European home, hosting hands-on wine and food events that showcase the myriad possibilities when we think beyond our borders. Let's get into it. Good morning, Shinedu. Thank you so much for joining me today for this podcast recording. I have heard the best things about you. So, welcome. Oh, such a pleasure, Polly. So, I have a couple things that I want to talk about today. You are working with the lovely and talented Jane Anson on Bordeaux Mentor Week. You're her partner in that. But also, you are our, you know, you are our. Bordeaux, woman on the ground for Ni- the Nigerian wine market, which okay. has fascinated me to kind of watch its growth and, and, and look at some of the data over the years. So I think we're going to talk about both of those things. Well, that's cool. But, <laughs> but first, um, just, you know, you and I have not had a chance to meet in person. So we're going to yeah. do it right here for everybody to hear. <laughs> tell me a little bit about or tell me a lot about vines by rosa which is your company your endeavor it's based in bordeaux yes and and sells wine in nigeria export wines to nigeria Exactly.
2: exactly talk to me about that a little bit okay so my story is quite weird not from Perfect. a wine drinking family and um i just started i enjoyed wines because my uncle who is an archbishop he used to live in rome and he would bring a couple of really lovely tuscans back to lagos and if you know nigeria nigeria is actually a beer drinking country and we love cool drinks it's quite hot 34 degrees and above and uh, yeah people like refreshing drinks so th- we come from a country of beer drinkers. Well, my dad wasn't a beer drinker. He wasn't really much of a drinker at all. Uh, but, you know, hat what's what the hat wants. So the first time I tasted uh, a good bottle of wine, uh, red wine, I was like taken. and this was when I was 16. And I was just like, oh my God, this is what I want to be drinking for the rest of my life. It was so nice. It was so, um, it was just delicious right? And some people at the beginning, you either love it or you hate it. But for me, it was really instant love. And um, I just would tell my dad, like, instead of beer, can we just get a bottle of wine? Can we, whenever we travel, can somebody get us a bottle of wine? And I didn't know what, like, I didn't even know a mellow from a Cabernet Sauvignon. I didn't know any of that. I was just like, ooh, Beautiful wine, you know. And yummy. Yeah, it's so yummy. It's delicious. And um, as time went on, I fell in love, got married to a Lebanese guy who were, they were importing wines in Nigeria. He was in Nigeria. Uh, Of course, went through all the school and everything, but still drinking wine when I could, uh, because it was not very often you find Uh, wines in Nigeria, but friends would travel. When we traveled, we would bring a couple of bottles and I would sever it, like I would save it, keep my little wine. But unfortunately, you know, it's not like today that we have various um, ways to save the wine. It was much better. So uh, I have, you know, years later, he was importing wines from uh, France. And uh, I started tasting wines from France through him. And this was uh, a big revelation for me because I was actually drinking crappy wines. And Before I like,
1: you'd been no, drinking no, no, crappy no. wines?
2: Like, he brought oh. crappy wines. Oh, okay. His husband of mine brought crappy wine. Like the company <laughs> were bringing wines that were, you know, the wines that say drink with fish, drink with mm-hmm. fish. And mm-hmm. I had, listen. I had tasted the good stuff. That was like, boy, this is not gonna fly. This is just not it. And um, the good thing was that he had partners. He had friends. They were all working together. And he said so. Could you do better? Do you you know what you would like? And I would go to the stores and there was quite some some nice supermarkets then. Uh, And I would get a couple of bottles that I know about and we would try them. And I would say, okay, see, this kind of wine, this would make more sense. But he was like the price. And this was in Lagos? This was in Lagos. This was in Lagos. It was all in Lagos. And this, we would look at the price factor. And he's Lebanese. So we would go to Lebanon and they were very, oh my God, Beautiful, beautiful wines from Lebanon. Mm. And he comes from a place called Hamdoun, where it's it's in a it's in the mountainside. And we have fabulous uh the terroir there is amazing. And there's one of very good Lebanese wine <clears throat> being made from there. It's the Chateau Bellevue. And uh no, it's not called Chateau de Bellevue. I think it's just Bellevue, but it's excellent. And I have property in that very uh, area where they plant vines. So wow. we just sell the vines. We sell, I mean, we sell the grapes. They, they just cultivate the land because it's a perfect, it's totally sloped south, like in an amazing area. So, so that's interesting wine from there. Yeah. I didn't
1: realize that uh, along with your, um, your Lagos enterprises, you actually yeah. are part of the production side as well. So you, you kind of have it both coming and going.
2: Yeah, for my production side, because I studied it. I love it. I can't, I'm, I'm like, I would not tell you that I'm producing wines, but I love when it's time for blending. I have gone through all the process. I have studied. I have, um, you know, become, uh, study for a winemaker, just, you know, spending time with <laughs> them, looking at the process, learning. I love it. I love it. It's, it, it's just incredible what they can do with a whole barrel of grapes, turning it into wine. For me, it's very biblical. Like, Jesus turning this into wine, but here is a man actually turning grape juice. We can still do Sweet miracles. We juice. can still
1: perform yeah, miracles. Exactly. <laughs> um, so uh, without without dating any of us too much, um, I, yeah. I know that yeah. the, the Nigerian wine industry didn't actually really start growing until sort of yeah. 1990s. Um, exactly. Which means that for, yeah, so for someone like me, um, at my age, yeah. I would have just yeah. been entering my adulthood at the time that the Nigerian exactly. wine industry was growing up. You know, exactly. what is that like to to grow up in a space where this isn't a part of your cultural heritage and then Ooh. to try to find the opportunities, find the wine, um, make, uh, a, you know, Uh, develop a friend group or a professional group that also has the knowledge and experience. And the reason I ask this is this is actually an issue that we're seeing nowadays in the wine industry where it's becoming harder and harder Mm -hmm. to onboard people um, who who are not enamored or who themselves are not part of that romanticized view. Like they actually come in because they really love the product and they want to understand Mm -hmm. how it's made. Sold um, and consumed. So, what was that like growing up in that space?
2: No, but I, because, like I said, I, I grew up in a beer drinking society. Yeah, and uh, tasting wines because if if you're lucky enough, um, so this I have to really emphasize this: there is a setting background like you would never have tasted wine before. Like in the nineties, yeah. you would never have tasted wine before. I am going to be getting to the 5k but 50 very soon and i grew up like you said i was in my Miles. secondary school in the 90s right so i was like there is no wine but i can't tell mm-hmm. you that i miss it because it's not part of my culture it was just because i i i tasted it and i liked the way like i even it's like you know, trying to be this person. Um, I enjoy the fact that you have a glass of wine, you can talk while you have it. It's like the beer, you have to use like a timer. You have a cold beer in your hand, you need to finish it at a certain
1: time. When it gets warm, it's well, oh that's how back. you know when your barbecue's done. It's based <laughs> on how many beers it's taken exactly. to actually exactly. do that. But you would not with that in mind, I mean you you were so lucky that yeah. you had the Archbishop who could yeah. bring you. And, and it was yeah. amazing lines that you started with. Yeah. But you wouldn't have had a, you know, a friendship group or a professional nothing. group or any kind of support group, anything On, that, that would help you be like, right, not this is how you're going to grow and turn this into a financially not, sustainable Not career. at all.
2: I, I, as a matter of fact, uh, I think when I drink wine, people look at me weird like, hmm. but, I mean, what is she trying to prove, right? This, in, in Lagos. In Lagos. In Lagos. Lagos? Till the nineties, mm-hmm. like uh, late nineties, when I met my late husband, it was in the ninety nine, and in two thousand, I was working in the bank. I was like, uh, I, I was around people who were educated, who were well traveled, right? Sure. But it still wasn't a culture thing. It wasn't something they would just do. Open a, gla- a bottle of wine. So mm. to come back to your question, the fact was, the wine was also something you look. Uh, it's, it's not unreachable, but it's something that you look forward to. Like you want to aspire to be mm.
1: somebody who drinks wine. Right. Right. Which is not to be fair. Yeah. That's not completely removed from the experience that a lot of people around exactly. the world. Still so you have want the, I mean, maybe the French experience. Yeah, 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 yeah.
2: <laughs> no, but so you know, want to be drinking beer. Americans. Yeah. You want to be drink like you look like as a woman, even Nigeria, that's one thing some people don't know. Nigerian women were really um absent from alcoholism. From alcohol, I mean not alcoholism, from alcohol. Women consumption, were, the consumption they were not drinking alcohol. You were seen uh, like uh, a bit loose if you were drinking alcohol in those days
1: okay interesting.
2: so that was another thing so women would and because they don't want to drink beer they, do, they, they drink stout Nigeria has the largest after
1: Ireland the largest um plant interesting yes for very stout. interesting yeah um Okay, so I, I want to talk more about my about Nigeria, but I actually want to jump into the Bordeaux Mentor Week. Yes. That please. you are organizing or that you have organized. I mean, yeah. this is you've got your select <laughs> done. This is yes. done, right? Yeah. That you've organized. Um, so I think when we interviewed Jane, Jane was my my inaugural guest on this podcast. Oh, that's I love her lovely. so much. I don't know that the Boredom Mentor Week had been announced at the time. Okay. So tell me a little bit about what it is. Mm-hmm. And then I want to talk about how it came to be and how all of that experience of being, you know, an, an up and coming Nigerian wine expert yes. all those years ago yes. has led to this moment.
2: Well, honestly, I think the beauty about the partnership I have with Jane is that we're so different, but so alike. We 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 talk differently, we appreciate things differently, but we always, I mean, from the first day we sat down together, we looked at each other, we we're going to be friends, you know? It was so funny. But there were things, and, and we got to talk, we, we have so many friends in common, but we got to talk seriously when she interviewed me about diverse diversity in Bordeaux. And mm-hmm. that was uh, this she did for the canter, and it was such a very like it was such a liberating experience for me to actually talk to somebody who was asking me the right questions, right? How did how do I feel here in Bordeaux? And then after that discussion, I think we looked at each other and she's like, "What are we going to do about this?" And I'm like, "Jane, um, I am doing my part. My part is." to encourage more people to learn about wine, to host wine tastings. I do wine tastings in chateaux, privately with guests, with Nigerian food. And when I'm in Nigeria, I have been doing tastings since 2008 because after I was in Lebanon and my husband died, I moved back to Nigeria and I worked with his friends and we had the Exo wine stores, and that was my opportunity to really grow in the wine business. Like you were asking me how, and how did I get into it? That was my opportunity because I now run a wine store, a wine cab. And this wine cab was really amazing. It was the first of its kind in Nigeria. We had all wines from Bordeaux, over 350 brands, and from the Great Grand Cruise, from Obreyon. Okay. To Osmit Lafitte, to Chateau Magot, we were selling everything, Chevrolet Blanc. We would have private collectors. and th- this was where I understood, and it was such a lovely thing to see because I had just come back from Lebanon. I had had this experience in Lebanon with the wine world, but we coming into Nigeria and seeing that things had changed between two thousand and four and two thousand and six that i two thousand and eight that I came back people had already started going into the wines. We already mm. were importing serious numbers of champagne. Like, I mean, huge quantities of champagne.
1: I, well, I knew it was that champagne was a primary wine market for a yeah. very, very long time. I understand yeah. that that is shifting a little bit now to more and more still wine, but that yeah. the still wine is like, compared to the value of the, the champagne on yeah. the market in Nigeria, yeah. that unfortunately the still wine... Um, that is purchase or mass-consumed yeah, is yeah. a much lower, lower quality value. Very good. Yeah, lower, even lower, quality, quality, and lower
2: and, quality. And this is my problem because um, I was somebody was asking me, do you do only bottle Wines? And I said, no. I actually work with Italian companies. I work with Spanish companies. But one of the things that I hold very dear to my heart, and that's why Vines by Rosa even came about, because I was living here I, 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 after running Exo wine stores in an import company, wholesale, retail, I was meeting a lot of French winemakers. I was, meet, they come to Nigeria and I came to Bordeaux at the Col du Vin. I was doing my courses there. I would, I would travel. I would spend time here. I wanted to get more knowledge. I wanted to get the French knowledge. Right. Mm-hmm. And I was doing that because I wanted to really be able, I learned wine, about wine, through tasting wines. This is the truth. I wasn't, I didn't, I didn't do any, I didn't go to any school at the beginning. I was just tasting regularly and developing my own idea of what good wines should should taste like. And that was how I became who I am today. The studies was one thing, but the real fact is my tasting of wines and my exposure to these wines was what made me more, Determined to
1: become better, to now think about it professionally. So you're in Lagos. Um, you have this top-notch, groundbreaking cave. Yeah. Um, with a full range of, especially Bordeaux. Yeah. But you know, champagne. Wines, yeah. Champagne, the whole thing. Yeah. You're really on the ground floor of building a market. Yes. That doesn't exist. Mm-hmm. Um. So the, the reason I bring this up is, you know, we have this constant debate in mind about how do we onboard new audience? It, yeah. and, and I think to myself, well, we've got an example here in Nigeria of, of a market that didn't exist 30 years ago. We can actually look at it yeah. instead of all of us around pontificating around, oh, it's entertainment or it's education or it's tourism or, you know, it's, tuesday night tasting yeah. or whatever it is right mm-hmm. they were like well what did they do how did they how did they actually grow the market exactly so what was i mean other than the love which i don't think that we can discount yeah. what did you see was most effective for growing that that Mindy. audience was it entertainment or education or experiences or travel or you know Social media influencer. No, there was no. No, I know. I'm being
2: sarcastic. No, but it's very funny because this is one of the words I really hate influencing nonsense. It's not part of my, it's not in my agenda. It's not in my itinerary. Actually, when people start following me and you have nothing to do with wine, I delete you because you you ain't got nothing to do with me. I don't want followers. I want people who are interested in what I'm doing. Don't follow me if you are just looking for pictures.
1: Right. Right.
2: The real thing that works with Nigeria, and this is why what I'm doing on Friday is so important for me, is actually tasting the wines with our local dishes. This, I'm telling you, it, 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 it was just one day. We normally get our cheese from a particular store in Lagos. It's a French shop. We were doing the normal European tasting. And then one day they didn't have cheese. And because I have already started with the education, like you spoke about, we do tastings, we invite people when we bring new wines, we tell them, come try this if you like it. We're not even giving you, oh, it is so five years old, all the grammar and the the BS that goes with yeah, the bullshit that goes with uh, you know trying to sell people what they don't need. For me, it's all about really uh, finding what is your bliss in wine. What glass makes you say, "Mm." what glass of wine makes you say, I want to sit down with my wife and have a good chat. Right? This is what is is important. It's not you telling me what I should taste in the wine. You don't have the right to tell me what I should taste. I will decide what I'm tasting. And I just so it was a non-judgmental spend, space. Non-judgmental. Nobody was uh trying to say, mm, I smell the black currant here, uh the blossom. Because seriously, we don't even have some of the smells. When I went to when I started my reset courses, this was one of the first things I told my my teacher. I said, listen, I am I'm, I am lucky and blessed enough to be somebody who has lived abroad, who've traveled, but come on. We don't even know most of the smells you're talking about. First of all, you guys need to expand your, your vocabulary. You need to expand your mindset to encompass the world. It doesn't mean I smell blonde plantains in wines. I smell something, starfruit, the African star fruit in wines. And I can't explain it to you. So don't tell me what I'm tasting. I know what I'm tasting. And all that matters is I like it. Or I don't then Yeah. <laughs> Give me two. Um, my-
1: <laughs> well, I, I mean, I, oh. I interviewed I interviewed Jim Morris, who yeah. is from Charles Krug in Napa, and yeah. I mean, he's been in the wine industry forever. And what he said is, look, you've got two kinds of wine as yeah. a drinker. You've got yummy wines yeah. and you've got yucky wines. Exactly. Thank you. And, and that's it. The discussion around food and language. We've been talking about this with the Chinese audiences mm-hmm. for years that yeah. to go in and to try to even even structure a meal in the way that um that the Western world eats, which is one dish, one wine, one dish, one wine, one dish, yeah. one wine. Like this, this is not culturally <laughs> how everybody else on the planet eats. Exactly. So what happens when you've got nine dishes? And you're, you know, you're, you're trying to do a tasting. So this is actually, um, I think that this is such an important part of the conversation because five years ago when we were having this discussion, huge pushback, the pushback that we got, and I'm sorry to say a lot of it did come out of the old world and it did come out of France is, well, you just have to learn to drink the way that we drink, Mm. which is such a slap in the face for any good consumer yeah, I refuse
2: that. I totally refuse that, and this is, and maybe this is why I am seen as somebody who does. I don't give a damn about your rules. I do my. It's my way, or the highway. You don't want to work with me. Very good. And I mean, there's no, there's no trust. There's no force. I'm good with what I'm doing. Yeah. And this is why, for my tastings, I actually taste up to three wines with one dish, and then you choose what. Suits you You choose the right. one. I, I'm not telling you, you have to like this wine with this food. You're going to have a choice. There's going to be two, there's going to be three. And for each dish, you try each of this wine with that same dish and you choose what is good for you, what you are comfortable with, what you say is yummy. I might say it's Yoki and somebody says it's yummy, but I need to give you choices. You can't force people to put them in a box. this is This is one of the things that drive me crazy here. They want to put you in a freaking box. No, I refuse to be put in a box. You are not my maker, so you can't put me in a box.
1: so so you've got um, you've got the Bordeaux tastings that happen in Nigeria, but what I'm really curious about is are you bringing that the other way? Where you on have Friday. Nigerian experiences? Talk to me about Friday. it. Yeah. Come
2: on! On Friday, this very Friday, I am hosting the second edition of the African food and wine tasting in Bordeaux. In Bordeaux, oh my on the seventeenth. Sounds good. In the evening, I did the first one in Paris. Which was a huge hit. We had over twelve wines, twelve. Yeah. Yeah. Minus the champagne, la la la, with ten dishes, and each of them were paired with two, two, two. And then we did a twist and a shake up, and like, oh, I preferred the medoc with the jollof rice. I preferred the, the vegetable soup. I mean, people were actually tasting, and I'm saying this truthfully. Out of 50 people, there were 12 nationalities at the event. 12 nationalities, more than half of them have never tasted Nigerian food before. Mm. And it was an experience that, for me, it was so uh, gratifying because this is what I do in Lagos. We started tasting food with Nigerian dishes and people were now... The element that makes a wine yummy is the way you feel. And the way you feel when you're eating your native dish is different from when you're being forced to eat salad, a crusty chicken or whatever. My spice is more delicious than anything else in the world as far as I'm concerned. No matter the kind of food you give me from wherever
1: else you're from what i am i am is what is going to make me feel good there's there's a great quote that has stuck with me that is what is patriotism if not the love of the foods we ate as a child this and fact. you know i i just remember so i'm um american by birth my my heritage is actually out of new orleans which has one of the most Ooh. fabulous like food cultures in love. america love. um and, and I just remember going through pregnancies as an expat and all I wanted was, was. someone find me okra, yes. or someone get me ribs, oh or my proper God. sausage, <laughs> yeah. or all the things that to me were, were of home. Now, but you. So, yeah. okay. You're, you're preparing these, these incredible, um, African Nigerian dinners. So I guess my first questions are, do you bring Chefs and ingredients and everything yeah. over to yeah. actually make that off the yeah. table. Yeah, I, I
2: would tell you something. It was, I love cooking, first of all. So, all the ones I've been doing at the chateaus, I had one at Chateau de la Lille, Chateau de Zac, Chateau Biac, and I made all the food. I bring my spices. I love cooking. I love feeding people, which is something my mom passed on to me. And but for the dinners, because they are more than 40, I, I have a chef. I have one in Paris. I actually have three here in Bordeaux. And for this latest one, this is a secret. You're the first person I'm telling this. There's going to be Senegalese food and Nigerian food. Because I don't want it to just be a Nigerian experience. I want people to actually see the connection that Africa has to its food to our taste, because I don't sell wines only to Nigeria. I sell wines to Ghana, to Togo, Senegal, I Cameroon. So I want to expand the experience of everybody who comes in there to be like, from the apéro, there are going to
1: be snacks that we grew up on
2: they're going to be so wonderful
1: because you know like I think about how the British or at least so many of the British I know in New Zealand they're yeah. not so good with spice so yeah. like how is well, no, that I, I am doing how does that so. go in the room yeah, tell yeah, yeah, me yeah. about that yeah so
2: what what happens is I'm going to send you pictures later but what yeah. happens is I'm not I'm not mean and neither am I uh, looking for somebody to fall sick So the truth of the matter is that the Nigerians, the way we cook is that we love to keep spice aside because I grew up with a dad who couldn't handle spice. He comes from the eastern part of Nigeria. We are more milder. We love lots of legume, vegetables, and stuff like that, but not too spicy. Then my mom comes from a riverine area of Nigeria where spice is life. Like they would spice your whole being but so we have to find a way to make it work so we would make we have peppers and garlic and ginger blended and fried and kept in a you know in a little pot while the food is made so you spice to your taste nice so that's what i brought that's what i'm doing with the tasting i make the food Spicy, but not, not peppery.
1: Not inedibly. So, yes, for, not yes. peppery.
2: There's ginger, there's garlic, there's a bit of mm-hmm. so a lot of African spice, but the, not the ones that would burn your mouth. Because another thing about the tasting is I'm really looking for a balance between the food and the wine. If it's too spicy, the The wine will not even appear. Like I would kill the yeah. wine. So we need. Uh, so this is one of the things I teach in Lagos when I was doing this food uh, at the tastings. I have people who their wives would come, and I would teach them how to do the balance. Uh, we would have. I would have classes at the. It, it's it's fun. Like you know, you have women. I have days for women. Thursday nights for the ladies, and Friday okay. nights for the guys. So we would do like suya, and then we 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 would do cocktails we would make we would have wines uh, different kind of wines from burgundy and wines from bordeaux and wines from languedoc that i would you know we use that to uh, determine the spice level what kind of spice level can each wine uh, you know it, how how
1: strong can you go <laughs> which is of course also you know in a way <clears throat> or very much so not just in a way it's also Placing it in a context of a culture, I you know, like so? this is this is practical education mm-hmm. as opposed to the oh, I sniff this and I scroll yeah, that, exactly. and yada yada. but it's like, exactly. this, you know, what you want to drink it, this is how you drink it, this is but, how but, you enjoy but it. Well, you know, Polly,
2: unfortunately, here, if you do not have that education, you know, here, yeah, in, in here France, Europe, or, like they're yeah. like, oh. I have 23 years of experience without, even b- before I came to Bordeaux and started, you know, the experience, like really going to classes yeah. and stuff. I know there's a lot I learned. I mean, there's a lot I learned. But really, when I'm talking to people, I'm not teaching you technicalities. I'm not really interested in it. What I want to know is how you enjoy your wine, what makes you tick, what's gets into your head and makes you remember this glass of wine because we forget. But actually, when you find that thing that really talks to you, you never forget the name of the wine. You never forget the region where the wine comes from. I'm not cramming anything. I can't do that. It's too much work. I would rather let a wine tell me how I feel and then the wine becomes my lover.
1: But you know what? This is this. I love that. This is my um, my constant vein as a wine marketer, which is yeah. wine marketers can be you know vilified because yeah. there's there's this belief that we're manipulating or contorting facts, which mm-hmm. is actually far from the truth. Um, you know, good wine marketing, which is what I'm hearing when you're talking, yeah. good wine marketing, good sales is actually about caring for that consumer's experience because- before we care about our pocketbook. If exactly. I, you know, if with love and care and like true hospitality, I'm most interested in the person who is experiencing my product having the best moment they can with it, then that's that's what sells, that's what grows, that's exactly. what builds. And do you loyalty. know what
2: Dunning since I left Nigeria in 2015 as I speak to you, I get orders from Lagos. So what I do is I get my clients, who are importers, I pair them with clients from Bordeaux, from Italy, from Languedoc, from Champagne. People I think can work well together because I know both part, You know, I know both sides. I know the importer who is looking for a very cultural, I mean, very structured company who doesn't want to like he do, he wants to play by the rules. He wants the old school wines. He doesn't want flamboyant females. Uh, right. I have them. And then I have the younger ones, not young in age, but the ones who want something more contemporary, who wants a wine uh, winemaker who is just trying out new stuff. So this is my job. I yeah. stand in between both countries or both continents to try and get the right partnership. Because when you get the right partnership, the sales comes easy because both you have the same mindset for marketing. I believe marketing is marketing to the right client. I have clients who want sweet wines. No matter yeah. what I say, this is their taste. Why should I vilify vilify them? Because they don't want to drink uh, Mago. Oh, but or, it happens. You know, I don't do yeah. that. This is where... Uh, not coming from a wine drinking culture. I think this is where it comes in because I don't have anything stuck in my head that, oh, it must be like this. I am very open. I am very, I eat, I would taste anything you put my way. Then it's either a yok or a yum.
1: So I have some questions around what else was coming up in Nigeria at the same time. So my understanding is that Nigeria has excelled in technology. Both technology and fashion. Mm. Two things that music. are surprisingly and music, really. Yeah. Music as well. Music okay.
2: fashion movies. We are number one movies in,
1: in Africa. <gasps> yeah.
2: And I wow. mean not just production. I mean the best does in Africa. And the music is all is worldwide. Like no other African country gets yeah, music gets played like Nigeria. No way in the world.
1: So We're how one. do you, I mean? I mean, not that we have to be college professors and researchers <laughs> and PhDs to answer this question, question. but yeah. it you know, can we point to that sort of that globalism that the the technology that allowed us to actually be a part of a wider world, the yeah. the sharing of oh, culture definitely. as as part of the reason that you can now sell. French, Italian, Spanish, you know, Portuguese, whatever it is, wines in a country that 30 years ago had
2: no wine. 100%. Listen, 30 years ago, Nigeria was an entity of its own, lovely country. But, you know, we're just enjoying our life. We're doing our own thing. We love to party. So beer making was NBL makes more profit than any other beer company in the world. I'm serious. We love to party. Like Nigerians party like no other person does, right? It's That's what you need to bring 7, to the old We party world.
1: all the time. We, we need some oh. of that. Yeah.
2: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, I'm doing that, actually. If you want to come on Friday, it, it will be my pleasure because after the dinner, there is definitely music playing and people are going to be dancing. Because a love lot that. of them have dinner and then everybody's like, okay, it's over. and they, mm-mm. Africa is all about the music. It's all about the, feed, the food, the ambience. That we create. And to answer your question, yes, 30 years ago, uh, we did not have. I I have I still have my telephone. I have to, you know, roll the dial and then yeah. and then call NMP. Like we had a nightel that we have to connect for us to be able to make calls. And the international calls were so expensive. So mm. expensive. Like your parents have a lock on the on the phone. To make, sure wow. <laughs> to make sure you don't, make sure you don't rack up bills. No like, overseas boyfriend. No way. Don't know how that. No. Le-
1: don't know how that Lebanese husband yeah. came about.
2: Oh, he came to Nigeria. He was smart. <laughs> <laughs> he was very smart. He was in Nigeria already. He was like you. I got you. I'm. Here. We're good. Yeah. Um, all right. <laughs> but so, then, so um, yeah, that the, the MTN came. Um, what came into Nigeria was communications, and. As you can see, I love to talk. Nigerians are 10 times even talkers than I am. So even the poorest person in Nigeria has a phone. If you don't have anything, you have a phone. So we made, Nigeria is the number one in telecommunications in Africa, Mm -hmm. plus Middle East, because we are 250 million people. Wait, some people having as much as three telephones, hmm. different lines, like a businesswoman. I sure. will have three lines from Nitel, MTN. I mean, from Etisalat, MTN, and one other one, Globalcom. That means you're ready for business because you don't. You Nigeria is so fast-paced. You don't want to lose one second. Of well, because
1: it's, it's removing the barriers of entry.
2: The thing about Nigeria you have to know is that we had so much oil, we were spoiled rotting. We had too much money. We had too much money. That was Nigeria in the 70s, 80s. There was too much money. I think that was where I, that was when I was growing up. And we never lacked for anything. Traveling was easy. Our money was higher than the pound. We were one-on-one. On one, we're higher than the U.S. Uh, dollar. Nigeria was there in the 60s till we had, we, we became stupid, of course. And there was a war, the Biafran War from my part of the country. And that was the, that was the beginning of the end for uh, uh, the, the beauty of Nigeria and the, 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 the economical wealth of Nigeria. The country I grew up in was just beautiful. It was a utopia. Yeah, Everybody comes to Nigeria to have fun. It was safe. It was gorgeous, it was peaceful. And today, we're in a country where people cannot even say what they want. Twitter, they banned Twitter in Nigeria for a while. But believe me, there's one thing I love about Nigeria that I know nobody can ever take from us, is out of 250 million, 60% climbing are between the ages of 18 and 55. So we have uh, one of the youngest economy in the whole planet. And in 250, Nigeria will be number three when it comes to population. Every, I think they said every 10 person, one person will be a Nigerian.
1: So um just just kind of gonna back up to uh, Yes, <laughs> oh, Um you know, so you and Jane. You met, she interviewed you, you got on like house on fire. You asked the question, how are we going to solve this? And out of that discussion grew the Bordeaux Mentor Week. Yes. So that happens in September, is that correct? September 26th, yeah. You've got seven selections (laughs) or is it seven selections today? Yes. Uh,
2: It was actually supposed to be six, but we have eight. So mm. one of the mentees who was supposed to be a mentee, Treasure, Matt Queen yeah. like he is just an amazing chef. Follower.
1: Yeah, amazing. amazing chef.
2: And he has so much, his story is inspirational. He came from, he came from hard, hard life to now be somebody who makes art on a plate, makes beauty out of just vegetables. He's an amazing guy. Wait, We had over 120 applicants. We we didn't even know if people would be interested, right? This is us saying to Bordeaux, guys, you guys got to wake up. You can't have the same thing year in, year out. You need to bring in people from other backgrounds, people who did not grow up with wines, like I didn't grow up with wines, but they have something to give you. They have something to share with you. So why don't you just open the doors a little bit more and
1: let them come in and see what you're going to learn? Was the response wholly positive? You don't have to name names, but when you went out for this, you know, was everyone like, yeah, high five? Were there the people who, to be fair, they see it as an economic benefit, It, you know, we can you know, talk about that if we want. Like. No,
2: truthfully, um I think there was a lot of positive energy around this. And then, of course, you always have those who are like, eh, eh, what? Well? what am I going to get from this, right? Which is normal. Like every, some businessmen, they have, like I said, some people are so short-sighted and they are so in their bullshit. They don't even see a way out. They just believe in being in their pond. I'm the king of the pond and I stay here, right? So people like that, we don't even waste our times with them. But the truth is that a lot of people were very interested, intrigued. I think what's going to happen is that they want to see what happens. And then next year, we will have a pick and choose, like we would, and this is what I told Jane. This is or where you do we,
1: more than one. Yes, this I is mean, the plan. That
2: be this is the plan, and hopefully, oh, there's a lot going on. I, I can't, I can't share with you, but hopefully, it will be something that we would be able to move intercontinentally.
1: I love that. Yeah,
2: because That's we, so we there's so many people out there that really wants the opportunity, and there's something else that. We noticed, due to the fact that Africa is hardly represented, we would need to do better. Yeah, we we would need to do better because that means, like I was telling some bartenders, I know some bartenders, right, in Lagos because I was in Lagos in April, but we had already made our choice. But I told them next year, because that was one of the reasons. When I went to Lagos, I told the importers, I told my uh, partners in Lagos, I told some people that I work with that buy wines from my partners. There is this program. You know your best guy. You know your guy who has really a pension for wine, who has interest. Please, please, when it starts next year, I'm going to send you all and I will send you information. I will I will try to make sure that you are
1: part of this. Okay, so here's what you gotta bring. You gotta bring the food. Yes. You gotta bring the culture. Yes. I think you gotta bring some of that kick-ass mentoring. I think we exactly. need a little bit more of that light of fire under your ass, yes. personality type. Yeah. Uh, yeah. amongst, you know. Yeah. But this is what we're doing. This is what I told
2: Jane, I'm not doing any of the uh on the board. Uh, vote yourself no 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 I don't do that for me it's, one, it's the way I'm talking to you my mentorship is like this I do not write things down I go with the flow how I'm feeling and how you're responding to me I don't think book wise like the, the textbook thingy does not work for me and I don't think it helps anybody talk to
1: somebody this I is what makes you a good work. marketer this is what makes you good at marketing as well. Yeah. Because room, I, I feel, exactly. Feel, feel, feel. If,
2: yeah. I, if I'm sad, if, if who I'm talking to, that means he needs empathy. He needs somebody to listen to him. It's not for me to be shouting, you can do it, you can do it. No, that's not what he needs at that moment. That's not what she needs.
1: You, so no I, life yeah. is a bullshit motivational speaker for you.
2: No way, no. God, don't no
1: have I don't even have time for slides. <laughs> Um, look, uh, honestly, I love talking to you. I feel like we could keep going. I know you've got a super busy schedule. You yeah. got your event on Friday. I, I can't like. wait. I can't wait to actually hear more and see more about that. I'm so grateful to you because no. you did drop everything to come in and talk about this with me. And I have loved chatting with you today. Me so kick it down. If people yeah. want to know more about Vines by Rosa yeah. and what you're doing professionally. Where do they find that? Oh, I
2: have my website, <laughs> Yeah, But I'm somebody who, like I said, I prefer one-on-one on okay. LinkedIn. You can contact me. I like talking to people. I like knowing what you're feeling. I, you know, all those, all those things. those so you Yes. So
1: you're like, cited into my DMs yes. and we'll I, have a conversation. I'm a,
2: I'm a Leo and I believe in direct contact face nice. to face eyes to eyes
1: then I know how to I I know how to help you because I want and then to help if they them. want if people want to um obviously they, they can't this will go out on Sunday. Yeah so they won't um, oh, be so able so but if they want to if they want to hear things um follow up know more about the the Tasting. events, yeah. They, can, yeah. they can
2: they can go to my Instagram page, Vines by Rosa is the same, right? It's Vines, not Wines by Rosa, because a lot it's of people vines, yes, vines by, by Rosa. Rosa.
0: That's vines my daughter Rosa.
2: that gave me that name. So I mean, it's uh and my surname is Rosa, because everybody always inverts it the other way. So I mean, yes. yeah, and okay. no, I'm, I'm so glad, Polly, that you uh And another thing I just want to add, which is so important, it's women like you having this conversation with you has actually given me a couple of ideas for the mentorship program because we just need to keep talking about this. We need to keep talking till people, actually pay attention and make a decisive change. I don't, there are a lot of people who say, oh, but I employ a black person, I have, no. It has to be the you have to decide from when you start your employment, from when you start looking for people to train, from when you start employing people, for when you start giving
1: people opportunities. If they want to know about the Mentor Week, I know that you've got a very specific Instagram account that is for Bordeaux Mentor Week. Yes. Jane is talking about it at length in her socials. Yes. Um, Any other good place to get information? Um, Or if they're a winery or a chateau who wants to be involved or they want to say, come do it with us in, you know, in
2: any other country. We will be, we like, like, Come, Jane has a huge fellowship. Like I said, I'm not one for fellowship, But anybody who wants to contact us, we are very, very open people. You send us an email on our website. We both have our emails on our website. We read each email. Great. We read each email. Please contact us because we want to change the way people look at Bordeaux. We want to change the way people look at the wine world as a whole. And the only way we can do it is if we do it
1: together. That is a beautiful closing. I'm going to leave us with that. Yes. Thank you. Thank I, you so I can't for wait me. for part two. Of oh, this the, we, we are definitely having more conversation. <laughs> and that's a wrap. Thank you for listening. And a great big thank you to Chenidu for joining me today. The Italian Wine Podcast is among the leading wine podcast in the world. And the only one with daily episodes. Tune in each day and discover all our different shows. Be sure to join us next Sunday for another look at the world of wine marketing.
0: Thanks for listening to this episode of Italian Wine Podcast, brought to you by Veneti Academy, home of the gold standard of Italian wine education. Do you want to be the next ambassador? Apply online at international.com for courses in London, Austria, and Hong Kong, the 27th to the 29th of July. Remember to subscribe and like Italian Wine Podcast and catch us on SoundCloud, Spotify, and wherever you get your pods. You can also find our entire back catalog of episodes at italianwinepodcast.com.